Welcome to Bald Business, the naked truth in entrepreneurship. Let's begin. Okay, so today I have with me April Brown. She's a digital business strategist, course creator, marketing nerd, and unabashed SEO seductress. Uh, She's spent her corporate career helping companies create big impact and ROI. As an entrepreneur, she brings those same results to her clients as she helps them start and navigate the strategies and how-tos of business. Uh, April's been featured on several podcasts, and as a speaker for multiple organizations, she's a mom of two under two. Wow. And she just, um, she, she's just about to return from a six-month social media hiatus, uh, in which time she says that she's increased both of her business's revenue without a single post on Instagram. That'll be awesome to talk about. And today, April and I are going to be talking about Google ranking and how to improve your positioning online. So April, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited. I think think one of the biggest things, not biggest things, but one of the things we'll have to touch on is the whole hiatus thing, because I think a lot of people, even myself, sometimes get wrapped up in like, oh my gosh, I didn't put something out this week. Um, And you know, if you, you take six months and you still increase business, that's an awesome thing. So before we get started, I always like to give everybody who's listening an idea of who you are and how you got started in entrepreneurship. So if you could just give us like the 10,000 foot view of April Brown and what you were doing and how you got into entrepreneurship and when all that started for you, and then we'll dive into the content. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been in marketing roles and directors of marketing and marketing managers for more years than I will admit on something okay. that's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, you know, work with medium to small businesses and I have always worked with those businesses, but they're making huge revenues every year. And even with businesses that are making a ton of money, you know, they, when I came in, none of them had, you know, search engine optimization. They were relying solely on either word of mouth on traditional marketing sets, like having commercials, having billboards Mm -hmm. on the side of the road. Um, And so what I have always done is I've gone in and I've completely taken over and owned their digital marketing strategies. And we've transferred them into kind of little mini powerhouses where they have been able to um, grow their SEO game and actually get sales from that, even when they're uh, items. Some of them are very niche things in the past. And, you know, 15 grand for one of the companies is like their smallest item. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not something you would think people would want, but it's, I think it's a game to be completely honest. Okay. I am in love with marketing, whether awesome. it's social media or um, whether it's SEO. I just, it's all a big game for me. And it's just so fun to try to like, best yourself okay. and see if you can get more likes or if you can get more calls this month from organic search. So. Right. For sure. So when did you move from kind of the corporate world to entrepreneurship? So back in 2006, I was doing a couple talks for local WordPress groups. Okay. And, you know, someone approached me and my husband, and my husband is also, he was a web developer, now software engineer. Oh, awesome. um, And he was a director of IT for a company too for a while. 
And they were like, hey, I have this extremely complicated website and I've hired four people before and none of them have, like I have a Frankenstein of a website. I need somebody to fix this. And I'd like to talk about SEO as well. And so I was like, yeah, can you wait like five days so I can get a business license to charge you? (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, that's really how it started. My first company was with my husband called Fused. We still own it. And it was, I mean, it's our baby, but it's definitely something that's very niche towards businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think it was one year into it, we were working probably 80, 90, 100 hours a week each. Oh, I'm sure. Between business and full-time jobs. And we were on a vacation to Colorado and we literally were just on the bed because we couldn't get out of the bed. (laughs) One morning we're like, we can't keep doing this. Like it's not even worth it to have the money coming in anymore. So we kind of made some shifts. We increased our prices. Mm -hmm. We took on less work. And then I wanted to do more personal work with Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. That's something I was really passionate about. So I started a side business just for myself where I can do coaching and I can like work with smaller businesses, solo entrepreneurs, creatives, Mm -hmm. and just took off ever since. That's awesome. So um, you've been 100% in entrepreneurship then for since what year? What year did you guys say enough's enough? So my husband will probably never do that. I'm not oh. going to lie to you. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, um, I know people that he, do both. So <laughs> yeah, he, um, he really loves the challenge of like someone coming to him, like a multi-billion dollar company and saying, mm-hmm. I need 30 applications done. And so I don't think he'll ever leave yeah. <laughs> as much as I want. Um, I have been for, let's see, I was like two months about to pop when okay. I left. So September, 2018. Awesome. Um, but I won't lie. I've actually like, I recently on my hiatus, like really had an itch. Yeah. I missed corporate life. And so I found a small company that does insane, very sensitive work okay. um, with the biggest companies every household has heard of. And, you know, they needed SEO help and they needed marketing help. And I was like, put me on board. And so I actually <laughs> do both now. And That's I went awesome. from being full-time entrepreneur to I just, the projects I get to work on are. Yeah. You get to, you get to kind of pick and choose. Mm -hmm. It's it's really nice balance. And I think I'm happy doing it. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I mean, that's ultimately that's what matters. As long as you're, as long as you're not where you were before, where you were, you know, hundred hours a week and exhausted and can't balance at all. So. No, I'm not (laughs) at all. That's good. So the specifics of today, um, and one thing that you said, which I, I also want to kind of get into is um, like one of the quotes that I saw that you said is, if your business is broken, a freebie isn't going to fix it. And, mm-hmm. you know, before we dive into the details of talking about Google and SEO and ranking and whatnot, what exactly do you mean by that? Because I, I think I know what you mean by that, but expand for our listeners. Like, you know, if the business is broken, a freebie isn't going to fix it. What do you mean? So there's actually two sides to that. There are 
people who are trying to grow their business and they're just trying all the strategies possible. They're listening to all the business podcasts. They're like looking at what other people are doing and they're just freebie hoarding where they just grab all the freebies that are available, all the webinars that are free. And they're trying to kind of, you know, uh, collab a marketing strategy from that that's going to work for them. And the problem is, what works for you is not going to work for me. Right. And right. certainly nobody's going to give their best tips on a freebie. So really <laughs> you're only getting like a small portion of what they're actually doing. And then the flip side is, you know, some people who are so um, enthusiastic and they want more business, they want more eyes. There's this like rhetoric online that you should be making like free content and give like, some of your best ideas for Mm -hmm. free, Mm -hmm. whether it be in the form of a freebie or a post or whatever, mostly a a freebie or a webinar. And so they're trying to create all this free content and there's just no money coming in. So they're hoping and praying that, you know, people see this content, they realize they're the bomb and then they hire them. But the truth is the majority of people are just like them and freebie hoarding and Uh, it doesn't necessarily lead to sales. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's good. That's good. So let's dive into some of the specifics of today then. So, you know, I guess when someone comes to you for Google, mm-hmm. where, where do you start with them? Like, what's your first recommendation when, when working with Google and trying to get yourself just on the map? So the first thing that I always do with people is it's probably the scariest thing. I always tell people they'll hate me while they're reading it. And when we're talking about it and they'll love me afterwards is that we have to audit their website. Okay. So the first thing is just to see what you have going right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I do extensive audits where I look at everything that actually affects your SEO from what is on your site front facing and client facing to what is on the back end and then to what you have going on social media and other platforms that do actually connect with how Google decides that you're popular and going to rank. Okay. Um, So that's always the first thing that we do. And then we move into here's what's wrong. Here's what's missing. And then this is, you know, an aggressive strategy of how we can fix it, where you might not like it at first because it's extremely fast paced. And then here's a more, I have a life plan that most people choose. Gotcha. Okay. So when you say um, an aggressive approach that people don't choose, is that because there's a lot of work that goes into um, fixing it from a standpoint of content or like what's, what's the general holdup for people who don't like the aggressive approach? So people who don't like the aggressive plan typically don't like it because it is a lot of resources that they need to allocate, whether it is time to be able to redo all the copy on their website to change, you know, sometimes people's websites are so ill-prepared to Mm -hmm. show up on Google or to even compete with other people that they actually needed an entire different website and not just the copy, but just the framework in general. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while. And sometimes it it is either money if you're going to have somebody do it, or if you're going to DIY it, it's you having to learn how to do it or maybe just allocating time. 
and as an entrepreneur, those are really hard things to hear. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anything for that's sure. going to involve your, more of your time or money is not something that you necessarily want to hear. And an aggressive strategy would be to get it done as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And that, is that mm-hmm. just so that you start getting an opportunity to rank sooner, basically? Yeah. So the sooner you can fix your site, the sooner I can go in and start actually optimizing it. Uh, So SEO, it is a long-term game and you probably have about six months minimum Mm -hmm. after you actually make the changes to Google before you're going to start seeing like calls come in and money actually to start flowing in from the organic searches. Mm -hmm. And then of course, there's other things that need to happen. Like you said, like content needs to be changed You need to have an aggressive content strategy that's Mm -hmm. going to help drive things to your website. And so, again, that's just all time. Right. So when it comes to uh, ranking on Google, right, Mm -hmm. is there a big difference for someone who has a physical location versus someone who's just doing things online? Yes and no. Okay. So people who have a physical location, they have the added benefit where everyone can have Google My Business, mm-hmm. but people who have a physical location or who are at least willing to use their home address if they have an online business, they are going to have a more um, chance to show up locally gotcha. to people in their area because Google is going to see, oh, Johnny lives you know, three streets from you and he has a pizza business. I'm going to serve that one to you in your search results. People who do not have that ability or who don't have a business that would benefit at all mm-hmm. from local searches, they really have a slight disadvantage in that okay. sense because mm-hmm. Google will put it in the top of their search results. But if you have no need for it, you have yeah. no need for it at the same time right. and you can still be competitive in your field. Got it. So, um, along those same lines, so I, we had a business in Indiana for a while, personal training business. Mm -hmm. I think that you're aware of that. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we kind of switched. Yeah. yeah, Almost the same time. (laughs) Yeah. It was weird. Um, but is there something to be said about people who get there first versus people who don't? Um, because so a lot of, let me expand on that for a second. So a lot of like new apps or social platforms, like if you're the mm-hmm. first one there that's delivering this type of content, you're going to usually get ahead of everyone else. Is that similar with content on Google in the sense of who you are? And obviously I know most markets are super saturated, but for example, especially locally, um, when we first had that personal training company in Greenwood, we were always pretty much ranked in the top five, 10 search results, but I don't think it's because our SEO was on point because I had no idea how to do that. I think it's because we were there first. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there is a certain uh, level of authority that Google will use to decide on rank. And okay. the authority is determined not just who has a longer time frame. It's almost like a credit score. If you have a credit card open longer, you're more likely to have a better credit score because they take that into account. Mm-hmm. So Google also takes that into account because the longer you have, say, had a location or had a website, the more chances you've had to have backlinks to your website, okay. to have been posting on social media and to get that back and forth connection to your website. So that builds up authority in Google's eyes. So you do have a bit of an advantage, but 
That being said, if you are strategic enough, you don't need it. And if you're local, you don't necessarily need it because you can overcome a competition who's been there for years. Right. So in your opinion, is a website, like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most important, how important is it for a business to have a website? Because I I have even seen, um, I mean, as of like last week, I was looking for, I don't remember what I was looking for. I think I was looking for a sign or something for our new building. And there were sign companies who still didn't have a website listed. How important is having a website listed on Google? I would say it really depends on the business. Okay. So more traditional companies or businesses or people that would identify with that term for themselves as opposed to maybe like an entrepreneur or like a solo entrepreneur or solo brand, mm-hmm. um, they could benefit ex- like exponentially from a website. And right. it's really important, especially depending on what you sell, that you have a sort of web presence even if it's just to say, this is my location and these are my reviews and people like me, so come by from me. Mm-hmm. But some people who have specifically online businesses, let's say you create things that might be better suited for Etsy. Like maybe you have a crocheting business. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need a website for that. You might down the road, but you can absolutely get started on something like Etsy Okay. And wait for a year or two until you build up money and you build up enough, I'll just say Etsy clout, <laughs> that yeah. you're like, okay, I'm ready to move to my own platform. Awesome. I'm ready to take this global. So it just, it really depends on who you are and what you're trying to sell awesome. and what okay. business model you want. Cool. So as I was thinking about our conversation um, in Google, I mean, I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about search engines and all that anyway. So there are several questions that I'm thinking just based on our conversation already that I want to ask you, but I also want to make sure that if there's things that I'm missing or not asking that we, we talk about that too. So I'm going to ask you a few more questions and then I want to kind of dive into, you know, what are things that you're really seeing or things that you're really recommending for people. But one of my next questions for you is when it comes to Google ranking versus advertising. Cause there's this whole thing like, well, if you pay for advertising, Google will like you more, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Is that a reality? And if it is, does it still, is it still better to be SEO'd or is it better to do paid? Obviously both would probably be the best win, but if, if you had to choose one or the other, which one would it be? It is better to have SEO. Okay. Can you And the reason that? is you don't have to continue to pay to play. Okay. Um, so people don't sorry. always click on ads. Okay. Got it. That's what I was, that's what <laughs> so I it's better to show up still and ads. Um, let's just say during the pandemic ads actually went down and they were showing a lot less of ads really on pages. So having that SEO ranking really helped companies, I would say in the past two to three months. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't even realize that. So what you were saying then is because I've had people talk to me, they're like, well, I just do paid advertising. It's going to get me there. So if someone's paying for advertising, they're obviously being ranked higher, but once they stop paying, you're saying if they don't have their SEO in line, it's going to go back down. Right. So when people start doing paid ads with Google, for example, they're not paying to get in the top 10 results 
They're paying to try to get into the ad space that comes at the top of the first page and then sometimes at the bottom of the first page and other pages. So that really doesn't necessarily reflect where their site shows up. And since a lot of people do just skip the ads, just like on a TV, once you stop paying, you no longer have that clout from Google that's helping boost your business. If you don't have your site set up properly for SEO, or if you haven't capitalized on the fact that people are coming to your website, maybe you should like work on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a very good chance that you're going to end up not being even on the second or third page. Got it. Okay, cool. No, that's awesome. So kind of shifting gears, same thought process, but shifting focuses, type of website, right? So when I say type of website, you've got, you know, Weebly or, you know, I, I can't, there's so many of them, but WordPress, like which one do you recommend, <clears throat> excuse me, which one do you recommend having as the back end of your website and, or does it even matter? I, in my Twitter po- profile, have that I'm a a WordPress stan. WordPress will always be my favorite. And I do think that it has a lot of opportunities to not just have extra plugins to help you with your SEO. Like Yoast is a really great free plugin. I've helped do hundreds of thousands of dollars for people in organic search, just using the free version and content of Yoast. Okay. But then you also have uh, ways in WordPress that, it, it really allows for a lot of manipulation behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. you can add in easily alt tags and you don't necessarily need to know how to code. You can, you know, change things if you have a page builder that you might not be able to otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it just gives you a lot more freedom than some of the other uh, website platforms like maybe Squarespace or certainly Wix or even um, there's a lot of debate online and it's, it gets very heated about uh, show it, which is the new newer platform, I would say, but it's very much geared towards creatives and entrepreneurs because it's very easy to do the site yourself. Mm-hmm. However, it is a very, I'll say, uh, I won't say well-known, but I'll say well-debated fact <laughs> that they aren't good for SEO. They actually don't have the capabilities necessarily to go as far as say WordPress Mm -hmm. and they don't allow you to manipulate certain things that are extremely important. Okay. So people who have show it sites tend to struggle with SEO. It's a lot harder for them to be able to compete and not to say that they can't because I have definitely had a few clients where we've worked and it's happened, but I will say it's probably 50 or more percent more effort having to go in and maybe even money and resources than say a more open source platform like WordPress. So uh, not knowing much about it, I agree with that statement. Actually, every website I've ever had was WordPress and simply because I tend to do a lot of research and stuff like that before I Mm -hmm. decide, but people are always drawn to those other ones. I mean, I I almost Mm -hmm. fell into a Wix website once simply because I was like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. Like I can just Mm -hmm. set this up on my own. I can do all that. Like, and it just seemed like this dream come true. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think you're right. I think that there's a lot less flexibility with it when it comes to actually getting ranked and actually being seen and actually creating customers out of it, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, 
let me ask you one more question about type of website and ranking. So let's say you have somebody who's built a good social influence. Maybe it's Instagram or YouTube or whatever, and they've created a website on Wix. And obviously because of their influence, they're able to get people to go to this mm-hmm. website. And it doesn't have to be Wix. It could be any of the other platforms, but they're able to get lots of people to go. Does Google still recognize that and rank it better because it's like got a lot of activity or is it still not really as strong as something like a WordPress? It can definitely help having that sort of authority and the social proof that people are coming to your website will definitely help them rank better. But it also goes into the fact that you, if they truly have a terrible site, let's say the whole site is just photos. The Mm -hmm. words are photos, (laughs) you know, Uh, The headlines are photos. The photos are so big that it's a slow-loading website. Mm -hmm. You know, Google's smart enough. She's not going to necessarily put that one up higher unless people are specifically searching for that influencer. But then it also comes into account that most people who are probably searching for that influencer or for that influencer company, Mm -hmm. they're specifically searching for that name. And I think that's a lot, a big thing that people mistake when they try to evaluate their own, whether they need um, SEO or whether they have good SEO Mm -hmm. is they are specifically searching for their name in SEO, or they're specifically searching for a portion of their name in SEO. And as we search on our own computers, you know, we have cookies stored. So Google is smart enough to say, you know, this person's gone to this site 35 times to read this lifestyle blog. Maybe when she's typing in a female clothing lifestyle blogger, she probably wants this. So yes, that influence definitely helps. But mm, yes, they also need to have some sort of effort in there. Of course. So um that you, what you just said made me think of another question because I've actually talked to somebody about this before. So the cookies and stuff that are stored, right? Mm-hmm. If you're on your own computer and your own, you're trying to figure out where your own business is ranking, how that's being seen, how that's popping up. Like you said, it's going to obviously favor you because you've already seen it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to check your own ranking from a computer that you use all the time? The best way is to try to use a VPN service and put yourself in a different location. So let's say here I am in Indiana, I would probably choose something like California or Florida or New York or even Canada, honestly, if I really wanted to get competitive with it. And I would search for terms that I want to rank for, not necessarily for my business. So let's say I have a shop called, you know, Frank's Pizza. Mm-hmm. I would probably look for pizza near me or something like that and see okay. what pops up. Or I would, um, let's say I specialize in uh, elopement photography. I would probably do something like um, traveling elopement photographer. Okay. And I would find that. Or like moody photos mm-hmm. elopement and Got random it. things and just see where I end up. And that's a really good telltale sign. But again, if they are relying on local customers, then it might be good just even to put you in the next town over. Okay. So 
Yeah, that makes sense. To, to try to see where you rank. Yeah, so a VPN service, is that just something that you find online? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's services like NordVPN and something like that, and you can sign up for a subscription. You can also try doing it in incognito mode, and you'll definitely get a little bit farther. Okay, but got it. It's not perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's still all. your computer and it's still your stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. So, what what are you seeing that people typically need the most help with? Like, where do people typically struggle? What is what is some of the best advice that you give your clients currently on, you know, doing a better job at SEO or just doing a better job with Google in general? So the number one thing that I tell people is if you have your H tag structure on point, you are setting yourself up for success. Even if you struggle with consistently making content or updating your site or doing anything else. And what an H tag structure is, is the headings of your website. So if you think of like a blog with say five bullet points and then text underneath each, your title of the blog is your H1 or your heading one. Mm -hmm. And there's a hierarchy where it goes like one to five. And maybe all those bullet points are like H2s. And those really tell Google what your page is about and what your company is about. And so they look to those first. And honestly, by the time I say this, it could completely change because Google is always changing things. Yeah, of course. Um, but they definitely look to those to try to get like an idea. Okay, she, you know, she's talking about this. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of, you know, search results that would be better for it. And if you aren't a great writer, but you have, you know, a good H tag structure to your site, or maybe you're using H tags to say, you know, Lillian James's wedding, Lillian James's uh, uh, Hawaiian wedding guests or boho wedding or something like that Mm -hmm. and to just kind of like show the pictures and to have a little bit of you know copy or caption through the pictures that definitely goes a long way for people awesome okay cool so you know first and foremost fix your headings is what you're saying like you need to really you really need to make sure your headings are on point or at least very clear about what it is you're talking about or doing or offering what do you feel like is the second thing someone, because obviously SEO is a big project, right? So it's not like someone's going to listen to this today and, you know, they're going to be able to fix their whole website, but what's an, what's another common mistake that you're seeing people make that if they fix it, it'll, it'll at least improve upon what they already have. You know, it may sound really funny, but this is something that anybody can do is to really look at who is hosting your website. Okay. You know, I, I love GoDaddy for buying my domains, Mm -hmm. but they are notoriously slow, even if you're on a dedicated server as a host. And so because Google is prioritizing websites that load quickly, and even as a person, you know, we have a a fish's attention span, you know, whether we're on our phone or not, having a host that isn't fast enough, it can really slow down your site. And that extremely affects your ranking. And so just really doing your research before, uh, behind like what is a good host Mm -hmm. who are really fast hosts. If you're on WordPress, there are definitely WordPress dedicated hosts that are a little bit faster and that understand 
the nuances behind WordPress and they can kind of help you get a little bit faster. Um, same time, checking your site yourself. If you have a lot of photos on your site, photos are huge. They're huge files yeah. and your website is storing them. So if you could just go in and to use a free thing like tiny PNG, I think it's like tiny.png or something like that, okay. .com, it's a free service. You can have them uh, compress your photos, re-upload them to your site, and just that may speed up your site significantly. Photos are the number one thing that I see that people um, have a large file size, and that also the secondary thing that makes their site slow. Awesome. Okay, cool. No, that's really good feedback. So before we wrap up today and we kind of tell people where they can find you and how you can help them best, is there anything that we should have touched on today that you feel like is important when talking about Google? You know, I'm not so sure if this is necessarily directly related to Google or search engines, mm -hmm. but I have seen a trend that entrepreneurs and business owners, especially small business owners mm -hmm. in general, they really tend to put SEO on the back burner and not just because it's a long-term game and they're wanting faster results, but also because SEO, it does, it takes a lot of resources and knowledge behind it to be really successful. And it seems like a really burdensome project and overwhelming, uh, especially if you're wanting to try to do it yourself and not outsource it. Right. But there's a flip side where if you're relying so much on social media, you know, right now we're having things in question. <laughs> Twitter just got hacked. You know, they're really, that you know, crazy. the I know I was watching it like with popcorn it was just like a marketer's like novella or something it was crazy like you have people who have built their careers on TikTok and mm -hmm. that's potentially getting banned mm -hmm. you know you have Facebook going in front of Congress and getting in trouble like every other month lately and so when you rely so heavily on these social media networks one they could disappear tomorrow mm -hmm. but also Two, you are basically being in your own form of a rat race and on a hamster wheel where you're constantly going to have to be producing social media content, producing Instagram stories, making sure your tweets are clever and trying to get it in that space and constantly trying to produce for the rest of your business career. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you do something like SEO, Yes, it does take effort and it's also a long-term game that you have to play. But once you get to a competitive point, it's you really fall into a routine and it's not necessarily as uh, time intensive mm -hmm. or even resource intensive. Whereas like if you're really big influencers, say you may have graphics, graphic designers, you may have copywriters, you have like all these programs which you're using to push your content out to multiple places, right. which is great, but it's also a time suck and a resource suck and a money suck. And so SEO kind of lets you sit back. And so like you were mentioning in the beginning, I took a six, I'm almost in a seven month hiatus awesome. from social media. Mm -hmm. I didn't post it all. I just recently got into Twitter and I only like it because of all the YouTuber drama and I'm <laughs> following all these commentary channels. Um, but I don't use it for business at all and I'm not on very often. And 
I've been able to continue doing business because my site and my blogs are ranking, because my videos are still ranking. I haven't put out a video in six months. I haven't put out a podcast in, I think, seven months. And I have still been able to get business, I think, last this month. Oh, my goodness. Is it the beginning of the month? It's in the last couple of, <laughs> In the last couple of weeks, you know, we got a $20,000 project. And we did nothing to get that. It just came to us. And so that kind of result is really what I want to drive home to people that, yes, you know, you have eyes on Instagram and stuff, and that's great. But you're missing out on an entire other world. The people who still, when they have a question for something, are turning to Google Mm -hmm. to get answers like pizza near me, photographers in Indy, computer repair, business podcasts, that kind of thing. So like having SEO as part of your holistic marketing plan Mm -hmm. and injecting that can be incredibly rewarding down the line. It just, you have to get over the fear of the fact that SEO is so different from social media. Right. Well, I think you just, I mean, you hit the nail on the head a second ago because you said we just landed this big contract and we did nothing, Mm -hmm. but that's not true. You did months and months and months and months and months of preparation, right? That's true. And mm-hmm. I think that that goes exactly in line with what I'm trying to promote with this whole thing, which is the naked truth in entrepreneurship. Like you're landing deals, not because of something that you did for two weeks or 30 days, but because of something you've been doing for months, maybe years with your own website. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I took a hiatus because I got really sick all of a sudden. It was overnight couldn't breathe. It wasn't COVID. I promise it was before all of that, like two months before. Um, but I was extremely sick and I was in the last trimester of my pregnancy and dealing with an injury from the first pregnancy still Mm. that was making it hard to do anything. And I was like, I'm not going to post on social media. And one day turned into one week, turned into one month, turned into seven months down the line. And I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Having children is very difficult as a business owner. For me, especially, I really struggle with the balance. Mm-hmm. So having that time where I didn't have to be on social media 24-7 and really like showing up in my business on social media, not that it's bad. No, yeah, I get it. Can it. Be ex- I get it. I get it. Yeah, it can be extremely rewarding monetarily, but it has really helped me and my sanity this time as opposed oh, to... Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. my last kid and to be able to still provide for my family and even be able to have time to go out and find opportunities like I was talking about and a business that I'm just so passionate about. And it's just so interesting to me that I was willing to be like, I want to, I want to work with you guys. It, That's awesome. It just opens doors. Yeah. It really has. And it opens your schedule. That's awesome. No, I love that. And I think that's great advice too, because I think that, I mean, like I said in the beginning, I think that even I sometimes get caught up in the idea of, well, I've got to get something out this week or if I don't mm-hmm. get something out today or whatever. And I do believe in consistency, not in the sense of like, because you have to be drowning in it, but just because it creates discipline. But it does. if you have that, you know, that backend set up, like you're talking about with your SEO and your Google rankings and all that's dialed in, there's no stress when you don't get it done, right? Like, oh, I didn't get it done, but that doesn't matter because, you know, my all my paid work is coming in this direction. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. 
So I mean, I'm excited to get back though. Oh, I really yeah, miss course. talking to people like you online. Yeah, now that I'm six months in, I'm like, I only talk to my husband and my <laughs> babies. <laughs> but, uh, at, this, um, at this point, a lot of people are only talking to their significant other. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, awesome. Well, where can people find you? So if they're interested in getting help with their SEO, if they're interested in you know your other services, where can they find you? What's the best place to send them? Yeah. So you can absolutely go to my website, which is aprilbrown.co. I'm also aprilbrown.co or aprilbrownco on all the social media platforms. Okay. Um, I'm not on social media actively right now, but if you message me, (laughs) you can absolutely get in touch with me because I still get the notifications. Perfect. But my website is always number one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This was awesome.